0: hi there i'm holly braddock a registered nutritionist science nerd and chocoholic join me to learn how to harness the power of the gut-brain connection to feel your best physically and mentally i help my clients build a sustainable healthy lifestyle so they have the energy to do the things they love every week i bring you actionable tips on how to improve your health and I pick the brains of female entrepreneurs in the KW wellness community so you can get empowered to take charge of your health and your life. Welcome to the Mindful Vitality Podcast. Hey everyone, I've been talking a lot about dysbiosis on my social media channels lately. And I wanted to talk a bit more about, first of all, like what causes this dysbiosis and how do you know if that's. Um, what you have, like what kind of symptoms are associated with that. And then in my event that's coming up, we're going to talk about how we can do something about it. Okay, so meiosis means an overgrowth or imbalance of bacteria, yeast, or parasites in the gut. But how do we get there? Why are we having these problems? Let's talk about the main causes. So the first one I want to talk about is stress. I know it doesn't seem like that would be a direct impact here, but hear me out. So the way it works is stress causes a number of issues in the body and from the brain through the vagus nerve to the gut, your gut is told that you're stressed, um, things such as your motility, so the contractions of your gut um, decrease, and when that happens, it can cause problems like constipation. Now, if you're constipated all the time, that's going to give the bacteria and whatever else is living in there a great chance to multiply and grow out of control, unchecked. So we really wanna be able to stay regular. But what else stress does is it actually causes inflammation in the gut. Um, so we have a mucus layer on top of our intestinal cells and if there's inflammation happening there, the mucosal layer is gonna be smaller, like not as thick. And then what happens is the bad bacteria are able to penetrate through there and into the bloodstream causing immune activation, inflammation and all kinds of other crappy problems like leaky gut and food allergies and all of that. Now the other way that or the other factors that contribute to um, dysbiosis in the gut are medications. Let's talk about medications. So this doesn't necessarily mean prescription medications. It can be over-the-counter medications too. And two of the biggest culprits are um, antacids, and PPIs, or sorry, antacids, which are including PPIs, proton pump inhibitors, and antibiotics. So first, let's talk about PPIs or antacids in general. So it comes in many forms. You can take things like Tums, Zantac, Gaviscon. those are the over-the-counter ones. Um, or you can take a prescription strength, which is now like Nexium is available over-the-counter. Um, things like Nexium, Prevacid, all of those more hardcore ones. And but they're all kind of doing the same thing to different degrees. They are reducing stomach acid and/or completely eliminating stomach acid, which is not a good scene. If you saw my post recently, you know why. We need our stomach acid, obviously, for digestion, um, but we also need it to protect ourselves from bacteria, yeast, and all kinds of other things that are coming into our body. So obviously, in small amounts, our body can deal with these things, but Over time, if your stomach acid is constantly, or if your stomach has no acid, right, it's neutral in there, it is warm, it is moist, and food is coming in. These are the ideal conditions for bacteria and yeast and all kinds of nasty guys to grow out of control. And once they're growing out of control in your stomach, that can migrate down into your small intestine and cause things like SIBO or your large intestine. So we really wanna make sure we have enough stomach acid. Taking antacids are going to set you up for dysbiosis as well as nutrient deficiencies because you're not able to break down your food properly and you'll notice things like undigested food in your stool. So contrary to what Western medicine says, most people that have heartburn don't need an antacid. They actually need more stomach acid and or enzymes to help them digest. If you have questions about that, uh, feel free to message me or come to my events, which I'll be telling you more about at the end of this video. Okay, so the other um, drug is antibiotics. Obviously, antibiotics are necessary. There are times when we get serious infections and we need these drugs to save our lives or just kill off the infection so we don't feel like crap. But the thing is, a lot of us aren't repopulating our guts afterwards. So antibiotics are very strong depending on the type of antibiotic. Some are more broad spectrum, which means they kill many different types of bugs, not just one specific one. And they're wiping out all the bad guys, but also all the good guys. So that means after you're done the antibiotic, you really have to make sure to repopulate with um, fermented foods and probiotics and all of those things because you gotta get the good guys back in there and you have to feed the good guys to make them stay alive. So you can't just take a probiotic, you have to get the prebiotics, which are things like fiber. And that's one of the reasons fiber is so important. Fiber is so important. So we talked about stress, we talked about drugs. I also wanna talk about, obviously, diet. Diet is huge. If you eat a diet that is high in carbs and sugar and low in fiber, that is the perfect breeding ground, once again, for bacteria, yeast, and all these bad guys. They love sugar, they love carbs. And before I go further, I wanna say I'm not someone who's into keto or anything like that. I never tell clients or friends or anyone to cut out carbs but we do have to eat things in moderation. We do have to make sure, okay, you know, I had my chocolate cake last night, today I'm gonna have a bit more fiber and healthy foods and really balance it out. So if you've been eating a diet that's high in sugar and carbs and low in fiber, especially if you've been doing that for a long period of time, that's really perpetuating the growth of these bad guys, especially if that's combined with other factors like stress, Like medications and all that. So most of us have more than one risk factor. Most of us have taken an antibiotic at some point in our life. Most of us are very stressed, you know, at least to some degree. And most of us have taken antacids at some point. And most of us like to enjoy sugar and carbs. So we really have to be mindful of the choices we make and notice the symptoms that are trying to. our, Our body is trying to give us these symptoms to flag us, like, hey, something's wrong. Something needs to be done. So, symptoms, common symptoms of uh, dysbiosis are things like heartburn, if you're getting heartburn and acid reflux all the time. If you eat no matter what you eat, even if it's a small meal or snack, you feel bloated, you feel uncomfortable, you're gassy. Um, If you have bad breath all the time and nothing is helping with that. If you get a lot of yeast infections, UTIs or rectal itching, that's another indicator And then um, beyond those, obviously nausea, constipation, and diarrhea as well. So these are chronic issues for you. You definitely have some kind of dysbiosis that needs to be addressed. And finally, the most important thing that I've been talking a lot about lately is dysbiosis symptoms that are cognitive. So if you constantly have brain fog, you're not motivated, you can't focus, Um, And or you're struggling with your mental health. So whether that's depression, anxiety, whatever it is, even if it's not a clinical diagnosis, but you're still struggling in some way, odds are that's connected to your gut health. So I think I've covered most of them. The only other thing I wanted to mention is the only other cause is diseases um, such as having celiac disease, diabetes, or things like colitis. But those conditions are all connected to all the other factors. So that's not an, a separate risk factor in itself. So the main risk factors we covered were stress, medications, and poor diet. If this is you, and it likely is. You likely have dysbiosis, and it could be the underlying cause of your health issues. So my message to you today is one go do my free quiz on my website it's a 10 question quiz to find out if you have dysbiosis and if that could be causing your problems and from there if it if you feel like that's your issue i definitely recommend coming out to my event at verger wellness clinic um january 30th at 7 pm i'm going to be talking all about the gut brain connection in detail and when you buy your ticket you actually get obviously the event, but you get a seven day gut healing, um, ebook of recipes as well as my gut healing, uh, cheat sheet. So be sure to sign up for that. There's only 11 tickets left, I believe. And yeah, I hope you guys found this helpful. Definitely message me, DM me if you have any questions at all. I'm always happy to help. Thanks for tuning in today, guys. Hey, if you have 30 seconds to spare, if you could leave me a rating and review in your podcast app, I would greatly appreciate it. It helps women just like you discover my podcast and start their own healing journey. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll catch you next week.